Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of The Castle Collective. I'm Sean, I'm your host tonight, and our collective is just awesome. We are thrilled to have the man who is our resident dining expert. He is our foodie of the group, Joel Skellington. Welcome to the show. Bonjour. And also, she has worked for Disney Cruise Line. She has worked for Disney World. She has so much knowledge and insight coming to us from the furthest east of any collective member. She is C. Shelley. Hello, Shelley. Welcome aboard, everyone. (laughs) And we've got the man who pretty much lived at Disneyland. He was the local man at Disneyland in the 90s, Nick at Night. How's it going? So glad you're here. And of course, she once was actually working for Disney as well, working for Disney Interactive as a story artist. She is practically perfect in every way. Our new mom, Heather Poppins. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. What a good group we have tonight. And uh, don't tell the other members, but you guys are my favorite. (laughs) I just know that everybody listens to it, so I want them to hear that. It's not really true, but you know, I wanted them to hear me say that. Well, we have got such a fun episode tonight, and this is one we've wanted to do for a while. And, uh, you know, it's funny, we went to, we did our Unpopular Opinions episode, and this kind of is the sister of the Unpopular Opinions, but we're calling it the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what we're going to go over is, for once, we're not going over anything that Disney or Disneyland does. We are talking about guests. Originally, we were going to call it Don't Be That Guy episode, uh, but we want to talk about good things we see guests do, some bad things that we see guests do, and some downright ugly things that we see guests do. And we'll go around to each collective member. And actually, I think the better way to do this is that we'll just let you choose. If you want to share one that's good or bad or ugly, you tell us, and and uh, hopefully it'll be interesting to see how much crossover we get. So why don't we go ahead and kick things off with Joel Skellington. What you got? All right. Well, I'm going to start with the good. Um, I am known throughout the lands as sometimes being a crotchety old man, so I think I'll start with the good <laughs> to kind of offset that. But uh, one thing I like, and, and this is probably not up your alley, Sean, but one thing that I think is really good and fun is people who have a fun personal family or group t-shirt. Yeah, um, man. Number one I, on my list. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, um, and you don't have to go crazy far out there. I saw one that really made me laugh. That made me happy. And it was just uh, a guy had a group, had a groom and the girl had a bride. You know, those are not all that uncommon, but with them was another person with the same font and the same, everything that said third will. Um, so, uh, so it was obvious they were together. It was just, it was a fun combination. Um, and one of my favorites, one that my family actually stole when we went at one point, but originally was a, a friend of mine who was an artist did, and it was, uh, like a, the shadow, a, a Mickey head, you know, shadow type of thing. But inside the shadow, there was a, uh, pretty much an outline of a different character that was specific to that person. So it was, like an outline of Pumbaa or of Jack Skellington or whatever it is. So it was kind of the same style and, and, but they would all have their own character. So they all had the same Mickey head, but then a different uh, Disney character in silhouette or in, in outline inside of the, the head. And I thought it was just, it was brilliant and kind of stole it. Like I said, on, on my family one a few years back too. I, I so, love it on other people. 
I, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really much of a matching shirt guy. Although I did share with the the collective that when I took my daughter and my son, my daughter had bought us different mountain shirts and they were great and they were all really cool. And actually this weekend, and a big shout out to my cousin Monty this past weekend, uh, he and I went down and spent a day at Disneyland and then went to a, a concert on Saturday but uh, when we went, we hadn't talked about shirts at all, but I brought my Big Thunder Mountain shirt, and then he had a shirt that said, the mountains are calling, and there were outlines of the uh, four mountain attractions, and he looked at me and says, is this too matchy? And I said, let's <laughs> just do it. Let's make it happen. So does anyone have a favorite set of matching shirts they've seen? Shelly, have you seen one that you really like? You know what? I was sitting here thinking if something particular stands out because I know I've complimented people so many times and my brain memory is not coming up with something specific, but I, it was number one on my list. I, I love it because it almost feels like this extra like costume parade that I get to watch just seeing, I don't know what people's creativity is or how many family members are like the different, yeah. I like it when a whole family is in like some sort of neon color and you can spot all of them. And I don't know, it, it it brings it brings some joy. And I think the popularity and boom maybe of Etsy has kind of like sure. made that even more of a thing. I mean, it used to already be a thing, just t-shirt companies and stuff, but you see a whole lot more of it now. And I love it. I I was geeked out about doing it for the first time for me because my family is not really like that at all. Um, but I'm super cheesy inside like that. And so I, I did end up getting when uh my wife and I went to Disney World in 2020. I did get some Etsy shirts or like they were little engagement shirts or soon to be whatever. Anyways, but I was like all happy that everybody was like, oh, yeah, congratulate. I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun. And I feel like, like I said, it's I feel like it's even more common now and I love it. Does your wife love the matching shirts? No, but she <laughs> will. Um, no, but she did it for that. And she will, she actually will yeah. for Disney. Like we will not necessarily match, but if we go for a few days or something, we sort of theme like, like we might both wear something Avenger or star Wars, or we might both cool. wear like Donald or, you know, not exactly matching, but that is the only time I can get her to do that in real life. If we even put on something that's the same color for church or something like she's going to change. <laughs> Love it. Heather, have you seen one that you found particularly clever or cute? Um, you know, I'm a really big fan of this matching Star Wars shirts that say, I love you. And I know, I know, I, know. <laughs> I love those ones. But yeah, uh, tip on the T-shirts. I know that if you have a big family group, getting really brightly colored T-shirts is a really good way to keep track of all the people in your group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Nick, have you seen one that you like? Well, I have to admit that uh, our family, the last time we went to California Adventure, wore shirts that I actually think might even be a little disrespectful to Disney. Oh, no. We had, we had the shirts that said, our princess is in another castle, which is a Super Mario reference. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it had the little princess toadstool kind of thing in the corner. I, I, I don't know. My wife thought it was funny, and I, I was like, oh, I'll go along with it. But it seemed a little like a stab at Disney. But... <laughs> So I, I saw probably two or three trips ago, I saw there was a woman who had a shirt that just said, I love matching shirts and it had Snow White and she was, you know, like looking up all sweet. 
and they had four kids with them, and all four kids uh, had shirts that in the same font, same color, just said "Me Too," and they were each one of the seven dwarves. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the husband had "Grumpy," and it said, "I don't." <laughs> I thought it was really awesome. clever that he got That's to awesome. express himself. <laughs> But still wear the matching shirt. Well, that is obviously a really good one. Good job, Joel. All right, Heather, why don't we go over to you? What's your first one? You got a good, a bad, or an ugly for us? Um, I have a good one. Yeah. Just to keep it positive. Uh, I always love it when people are finishing up eating and they notice that other people are looking for a table. So they say, hey, we've got a table for you right here. And they just hurry and finish up so that the other person can have the table. So there's been a lot of people who've done that for us and we've done it for a lot of people. And it's just really a nice way to share the magic. That is such a good one. Uh, Yeah. We always try to be those people when we can, we see people walking around. The other thing um, when I went with my son Keaton, actually a couple times back, I was sitting, he ran to get something from galaxy's edge and I wasn't going to go back just to buy something from Galaxy's Edge. And I was at uh, Jolly Holiday. I said, you run. You're 18. You run. You go do it. <laughs> and I was just sitting having a Coke. And I saw an older couple that were walking around looking for a spot. And I said, I was at a four top. I said, hey, there's no one else here. You're welcome to sit across from me. And they came and sat down. We had a great conversation. They were such a neat couple. You know, just this uh, adorable older couple. So... Yeah, I think that's a that's a great one. I like that one. Uh, Nick, what's yours? You got a, a first one for us? You know what? I may be the first one to go to the bads because I've got way too many of them, and <laughs> so I gotta I gotta Balance get them out, out there. Yeah, I gotta get them out there. Um, I'm gonna start off with my bad is people who carve up the line cues with their names and place bubble gum on the handrails. Oh yeah, that's just I, bad I, news. I don't understand that. Um, I don't know what possesses people to deface another person's property. Um, period. I'll tell you, they're all between the ages of 11 and 13. <laughs> I, fair enough. I, I, I know, know them. Yeah, well. Shelly, you're a resident expert on that age. That's for sure. You've that's who does them. it. Is that what you're saying? You've brought them with you before? No, she's with no, them every day just, teaching I them. teach them every day. And <laughs> they have that. zero executive functioning and a lot of... <laughs> puberty and no frontal lobe and that's who does it that sounds like the teacher at the end of a school year (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know and sometimes you'll see where people will scratch or you know go out of their way to damage something that is specifically special like not even just a wall or a railing you know you look at i was marveling at um last saturday on on mr toad's wild ride little statue there of toad had a couple of scratches on it. And that's such a, it looked like someone, I I can't imagine someone just bumping it and scratching it. There is normal wear and tear, but I thought, you know, that's such a vintage antique, just cool thing. Has anyone, has anyone, yeah, it's totally art. Has anyone seen anybody vandalize Disneyland while they've been there? Has anyone had an experience with that? I don't, I can't think of. I did. I did, but I'm I, maybe. Well, I was going to save that for my ugly. Can I save uh, that for my ugly? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. All right, no I'll rules. Save it, I'll so. save it for later. So all good. Okay, I think that's a really good one. I think we all for sure agree that is bad, if not downright ugly. Shelly, what you got? 
So I'll, I'll share a good, just because it, um, it's on my list and it sort of goes, it goes a little bit with what Heather was saying. And then Sean, how you were talking about people that came and talked to you at tables and something that I love is just like people that initiate or are willing to strike up a conversation in line because like we're in line and that's the way it is. It's all part of the experience. And I mean, another one I had on my positive is people that just have a general acceptance of lines and the fact that you're going to be in them. And so those two together, I've, a line can be a really fun experience if you just kind of randomly start talking to the people around you and get to know them or joke with them or whatever. And so I just, I love that. I love that part about it. If you can be around jolly good folks that will just kind of cut it up with you in line, it makes it go by faster and it's fun to know other people's stories and where they're coming from and stuff. Line Uh, etiquette is an interesting subject in general, because mm -hmm. I think there are some people that don't get it. They bump into you constantly and it's very awkward. And then there are other people that, that are pleasant in line where you, Mm -hmm. you're like, thanks. That was really fun. It broke up the the, kind of the, the time a little bit. So it's, it is kind of hard to know where, where that line is though, with some people, because like maybe near the end of the day, maybe people don't want to be talked to so much because they've just been around people all day. I don't know. It's, it's a tough one, but yeah, I appreciate good line etiquette. Well, depending on what the the attraction is and the time of day, you're spending a lot of time with that person. And also depending on the attraction, you're likely sitting next to them on the attraction. So it's kind of nice. Like if you strike up a conversation on, you know, in line for Soren or, um, you know, guardians, something like that, you know, you, you good chance you, you could end up sitting right next to the person. And yeah, I always enjoy getting to know people. It's fun to, fun to hear their stories, especially, you know, I love when you're, you start talking to somebody and you find out it's like, they're a first timer, you know, mm-hmm. and then you can offer expertise. Um, you know, we were, I don't remember how long ago it was, uh, Keaton and I were there at the parks and talking to, uh, some people and they were like, yeah, this is our first time. And, we don't know how any of this stuff works. And I said, well, if you got any questions, you know, we got a half an hour, fire away. Yeah. And they said, oh, do you know the parks pretty well? And I said, well, you know, I do host a podcast on Disneyland, but. <laughs> Would you like a sticker? <laughs> <laughs> but they were quite excited, you know, and yeah, I love that being able to bond. And then you see them later on in the parks. Mm-hmm. And- Isn't that weird? I feel like that's so strange. And I, and that happens in the parks so much. It's like, there might be these key three groups of people or something, and you happen to cross their path a bunch of times throughout the day. I don't know. I have noticed that and it's weird. It's like a weird rule of nature. I I got to talking to a guy one time at the parks because we were in line and he was wearing a Ramones t-shirt and I have a huge affinity for the Ramones. We started talking about music and we spent the entire time just talking about music and he was from the East coast and Anyway, we get to the, I get to the airport. He was on my flight. <laughs> he was oh connecting gosh. through Salt Lake to go uh, to the East Coast. I was like, hey, Ramon's guy <laughs> from the line, the whole thing. So uh, I think that's a great one. Yeah, we, we try to do our best to get to know people. It's great. I'm going to bring the whole tone down now with, uh, <laughs> with a bad and a bad that to me is so bad I would I would almost put it in ugly because it drives me nuts. 
And especially when, you know, people are waiting in long lines. I am well documented of not being a fan of lines. I have softened as I've gotten older. I accept them more now. Um, but I, I do not, and I'll be clear, I do not mind when the one person is going through the line trying to catch up with their party of nine and they had to step out to use the restroom and they, you know, go by you saying, excuse me, excuse me. I don't mind that. What I have a hard time with is when the one person is in line and the nine come through, excuse me, excuse me. And especially when you're almost to the front or sometimes they'll have the nine or 10 people waiting at the front, just standing there. They went to do something else. One person waits in line and then they all go, oh, we're with him or her. And they all jump in and you've been waiting forever. And if something like that happens on like an Alice in Wonderland or a Peter Pan, my goodness, that's rough. Because then you got another five or six cars going. You know what? If you got a large group, all of you go get in line. That's the way this all works. That's how they time it out. But man, it felt like, especially this last weekend, it felt like more and more you'd get groups of three, four, five people pushing, excuse me, our group's up there, our group's up there. Either that or have those people come back to you, (laughs) get in line wherever you are, and then let the rest of your group come back. It really, really gets annoying. So to me, that's a bad. I'm happy to have anybody tell me that I'm just a grumpy old man. Does anybody differ with me on this thought? And Joel, you and I are exactly the same age. Joel and I, for point of reference, are like two months apart from each other. And I see you nodding and uh, almost giving a hallelujah. So Joel, I assume you agree. Yeah, that was my number one here on the ugly. Um, it says one person in line for 20 people. I mean, that is, <laughs> and, and, and that's an exaggeration. Um, we've, sometimes. we've taught our, yeah, sometimes um, we've taught our kids as well. I mean, we've had times where we're there with family and like another you know group of the family is up front and they're like, Hey, let's go join them. I'm like, no, there's, there's five of us. We, we wait here. We wave to them. We'll, we'll see them later, you know, and they'll be going, come on up, come on up. I'm like, no. And, and I know I sometimes feel like it's just me being an idiot and people probably don't care, but I go, that's, I, I would get annoyed if that happens to me. And again, because I'm a grumpy old man, uh, I did have the idea when I was a kid, a teenager that I thought would be a great money making, which is to go to the theme parks and to have a sign that has a number on it. And you'd stand in line for people, but your sign would say, I'm holding the place for 15 people or whatever it is. <laughs> so you're not lying. Everyone knows, is very aware. This is a placeholder for 15 people. And then I'd stand in line for people. This is before they had, you know, fancy things like phones and fast passes and things of that nature. And I just thought this would be a genius way to make some money and have them pay for me to get into the park. And I would just wait in line for people. But yeah, it, I was thinking, I was thinking you were going to say that your sign would go up a dollar amount the longer you're in line. Ah, so that, <laughs> better I did. I plan for half hour every minute thereafter as an additional dollar. That's um, right. Independent fast passing. I I saw there was recently a very bad, ugly TikTok trend. Uh, It was at Disney World, and there were some teenagers that were very proud of the fact that when they go to the park with two or three of them, what they do is a 45-minute line, hour-long line, whatever. They do the, excuse me, our friends are up there, our friends are up there. Then when they get to the front, they go, oh, they must have already gone on. Party of three, and then they just get on the ride. Let me just tell you, that's I, if you do that in front of me, you better hope the park catches you first. 
because it will be preferable <laughs> to what I will do to you if you're pulling that kind of crap. So and- funny story. Two weeks ago, I was at Bush Gardens in Virginia. Yeah. And so people that don't know, this is a theme park that's a step down or two uh, from Disneyland, in my opinion, but still a very good time. A lot of roller coasters. And if you walk the line queue, they have a sign every 15 feet. People who cut in line will be escorted out of the park without refund. Nice. And, And when I was walking through that, I thought, you know where that would be a really interesting you know, thing to have implemented Disneyland because of this very thing. I'm not, you know, the same type of crotchety old man, but that gets me crotchety old man for sure, because it is, it's everybody's in the same boat, right? If you really want to cut in line, pony up the money and get your fast pass or your genie plus or whatever. Yeah. But until then just join the rest of us and enjoy the park and, and don't try and cheat your way through. You're not smarter. You're not, you know, the rules still apply. So Shelly, Heather, are we overreacting? Is this a is this a man thing, an overreacting man thing, or are we right on with this? I I, I think you're right. I'm. It hasn't bothered me if it's two or three people, but I would say any more than two or three, it's kind of like whoa. All right. Um, I will say not with lines, but for sure, my mom was that person when it came to uh, and I think this is different. But like shows like Fantasmic or big fireworks shows, like she was totally happy as a clam to lay out the large family blanket and just sort of like sit there for three hours while the rest of us all did whatever we wanted. And then we'd show up, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, you know, like five minutes before the show. But to be fair, the blanket was the size that it was without us on it. But yeah, lines, I think that can be different with a lot of people. Sure, I really don't have a problem with the blanket. I mean, some unfortunate person, your mom's must be a saint, you know, waits for it. But yeah, the blanket delineates. This is, this is what it's going to be. You know, I mean, maybe if you carried around a pole that was like nine feet long behind you, so that you know the people could just step into that, so so there was no exaggeration. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Heather? Are we off base on this one? Or are you with us? No, I agree. Um, I'm with Shelley. If it's a few people, it doesn't bother me. But if it's like more than five, it's like okay, you guys. I didn't know that teenagers or uh, people did it where they're like, oh, uh, our group's up ahead. Our group's up ahead. Oh, they must have gone. Like that's pretty. Um, that's pretty malicious, right yeah. there. It's so shady. shady. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's di- it's diabolical. It's not okay. <laughs> All right, Joel, what's your next one? Um, well, we actually have touched on a lot of mine going through in some ways. Um, so I'm trying to think. Well, I'll take another uh, kind of pulling off of what we had with the tables uh, and such. And I had uh, when you uh, went, Heather. I had one right there as well as that someone had helped us with the table. We were in the bright sun, um, trying to get our kids squeezed into the one corner of shade that was in the corner of the uh, beauty and the beast restaurant there. Um, and this family next to us are like, we're finishing up. Why don't you come over here? And they had a, uh, an umbrella. But on the other side is that of that, which you see all the time, which is the opposite of what Sean did is that single person sitting at that table of four table of six, you know, they're very happy to be spread out and, you know, no one's around and they're just sitting there reading on their tablet and, and have no concern that everyone is trying to find a place to sit. Um, 
And you know, obviously sometimes it's waiting for people or holding places, but that has a different look. I mean, there's some that you can tell you're camped out, you found a chair um, and a good shade spot and you're just, you're not going to move for anybody. And that, that for me, that's just, that's just bad. It's just bad karma. And it's just not the way you run things. Yeah, especially you'll see sometimes that like a family will finish and they'll, you'll watch them clear and then the kids or the kids and one parent or whatever will say, okay, we're going to go hit this ride. And you'll see someone say, I'm just going to hang out here. You guys come back when you're done. And then they're reading a book or scrolling through their phone. Yeah. You're still taking up a table, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. there's, there's kind of, I mean, I think we would all agree that maybe just generally being aware of your surroundings at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I had was awareness of others. It was under my good, but it shifted to the bad as well. It's just that awareness yeah. that other people exist. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I think that's, that's really good. That's true in all the world, not just yep. Disneyland. True. Yeah, but Disneyland is especially a small world, and so even more so. <laughs> it's focused. It's, it's It becomes super focused. Heather, what else you got? Okay, so I have a don't now, and that would be don't be the person who is pushing a stroller and uh, is pushing it so aggressively that it nips at the people's heels in front of you or the person with motorized scooter who honks at people in front of you. So I have experienced both. I guess I'm a slow walker or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's obnoxious. I think we've all had our ankles hit. And, you know, if the person does it once and I've had people just apologize profusely, you know, look, it's going to happen. I've done it to people and it's happened to me, but it's when it happens, you know, a few times and you're like, for crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) And the honking scooter, you know, yeah, I'd like to get to my destination as well. So... And or the stopping scooter. I had that on mine. Actually, I had strollers on the ankles and the stopping scooter because like it's motorized. So you're kind of expecting a general speed if you're walking behind it. And then if they just halt to like turn and talk to their person, you're like, <laughs> both of those things. Awful. Stroller on the heels, stopping scooter. I don't know if I've had a scooter honk at me, but I'm worried about what I'd turn around and say. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be magical. Uh, Probably not. I wonder if Rob has any opinions on scooters, but in any case. (laughs) For um, another day. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a conversation for (laughs) another time. Yeah, I think that's I, I think that's a really good one, Heather. I mean, do you have any memorable experiences with it or is this a general one? It's it's just in general. I mean, it has happened to me, but it's not like I turn around and like beat somebody up for doing it or anything. <laughs> so, so unfortunately, no memories, no no memorable moments. Yeah, I can't, I, pic- I can't picture Heather angry. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get uh, one of the ones that's in line with this that I actually have here is groups that stop. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the awareness, you know, and some of the corridors, like especially coming out of Adventureland, you know, there are some tight areas when you're trying to walk down. Um, we had a time not that long ago where when you walk out of the Tiki room, you know, there are two sides that are ramps that go down. And like I had chosen the right side and an entire family stopped halfway down the ramp going, OK, where do you guys want to go next? Should we go eat? Should we? 
they're, they're like 30 people behind you. We can't go past. And I was like, excuse me. And then the one guy go, oh, sorry. And scooted over a little bit. Now 30 people have to slide past you and pretty much touch you. Be aware. Just move along. There are other places to stop. So, yeah, I think that's a really, really good one. Nick, what else you got? So I think this might be kind of in the same vein, but people who think the rules don't apply to them. Mm. So what I mean by that is uh, it's kind of the same mentality that you see with people who get on airplanes and like five minutes after the takeoff, they stand up and walk around and it's like, (laughs) okay, there's a seatbelt light. shoes off. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, come on. Everybody has to play by it's a stupid rule, but everybody has to play by it. But no, there's there's kind of a Disneyland version of that. Um, and, and it kind of goes to what you said too with uh, people who aren't aware. I, I it appears to me that they're just being flippant about rules, but maybe they just really are not aware. But uh yeah, there's just that that sense of I'm better than these rules, so I'm not going to keep them and I don't care how it impacts other people. Yeah. So, what are some of the rules? Can you guys think, does anyone else have rules that get broken that are specific? Joel, what you got? Uh, one, and and probably doesn't even hurt anyone, but it just bugs me. Like when the parade is going through and, you know, the employees are trying to stop people say no crossing right here and people just keep going i just need to get it i just need to get across like we all just need to get across <laughs> exactly what i'm talking we're, about we're all just waiting here and you're just going around going no but i just need to you're like but it doesn't count oh. for me I, it, yeah. it's not for me it's for everybody else i yeah. call them the entitleds i i referred to on a few of my <laughs> bullet points i say entitleds who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna throw one out that that maybe isn't its own Maybe it falls under this. Maybe we should just all go through all of our things that go against the rules. How much do you love it when you're in the middle of the haunted mansion? It's so wonderful. You're totally into it. Madame Leota is doing her thing and you're blinded by a flash photo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it Yikes. specifically says no flash photography. And every once in a while you'll see a flash and someone will go, Oh, whoops. Okay. I can feel bad for that person. There was a person who had their phone light on while recording video in Pirates. Their light was on. And people in the boat were finally just going, turn off your light. And he's like, well, it's really dark. Yeah, it's a dark ride, guy. <laughs> the ambiance. <laughs> that is the point. Turn maybe Disney, did, maybe Disney didn't know that. <laughs> we are in a Pirates Cove. <laughs> Any other any other rules that you have on your bad list that people break? Since we're generally just talking about people who the rules don't apply to them. I mean, oh. I this is pretty general, but I just put the entitled who will just use any any loophole to get themselves a pass for the front of the. I mean, I those poor guest services people. I'm sure that deal with so many people coming through, and to me, I'm just like, if you have time to wait in the guest services line to tell your tale of wonder, then probably you have time to wait in a line for a ride. So I I don't, I just, I don't love that because there's, there are genuine people with special needs and with special experiences who really do need to have their lives easier in a place like Disneyland with a lot of lines. And so, yeah, just the entitled nature of some 
some people's children that think that they, you know, can find any loophole possible to, I don't know. And I think along that entitled line is even within that, you know, I've, uh, I think I've shared with this group before. I have two sons who live in group homes. They, they are severely autistic to, well, and among many other issues um, and can't even, you know, they can't live on their own. They can't hold jobs or anything. They literally have 24 seven supervision and I take them and we get, it's called the DAS pass, the disability access pass. And you still wait the same amount of time. They give you a time to come back just so you don't have to stand in the actual line. Mm -hmm. So if it's an hour long wait, they drop 10 minutes off of it. So if it's an hour long wait, you're still going to wait 50 minutes before you can get in the access line, but you don't have to stand there. And that's what my sons can't do 10 minutes in any line. And by the way, we're, when I'm talking about my sons, they are 27 and 21. So, um, but they can't, they can't do that. So we get that pass. But online, there are groups where people are even complaining about that, where it's, no, my child shouldn't have to wait at all. They should just be able to walk right on. It's, it's tricky. It's really difficult. I always try to be extra nice with the DAS stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a wild one. I can't even remember who we started that one with or who we're on. But uh, I think we're over to Shelly at this point. Um, so I'll, well, okay. So this is kind of, can go, I guess either way, but I have, I have on my list, just cheers to parents who parent their kids in line. And, and I mean that in a, in a positive way, like, you know, it's not great when you're the parent literally screaming at your child that's crying or upset, you know, and it's awkward for everybody, but it's also not great when you're the parent that has no idea that your kids five people up, like banging on somebody's back of their leg, you know? So I, I just, but I see great things. What, and and I, I put, especially parents who, you know, stay positive, but realistic and you can hear them kind of like talking their kids through things or talking them through their complaints and, they've got their full backpack of like snacks for the kids <laughs> to like, keep them, keep them happy and keep them going. So I, I just think like cheers to those parents that are, that are there and ready to kind of deal with it realistically, but also make, make their kids follow some rules and not have them climbing all over everything and getting in people's back of their shorts while they're, you know, (laughs) running through. And I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Little, little, little kids, that stuff happens. But I just, I think, you know, it's important to say that I love, I love seeing the great examples of, of parenting in those situations. And I also roll my eyes at a lot of things sometimes with parenting when it comes to lines and just dealing with the fact that kids are going to be impatient. So you know, there's lots of different ways to deal with that. I, I think that's a great one. And, and it, you know, it's a choice to how you react to things. Um, you know, I have eight children and many of them uh, come from special circumstances. You know, we've adopted six of them and, and a few of them we adopted older. Um, you know, I mean, a, a nine-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, an 18-year-old that we've adopted. And they come from some tricky tricky backgrounds and it's hard. It's hard to, to keep it all in line. I, one of the positives I have that I'll just piggyback on with that is parents who get into the magic. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just love seeing, I love seeing parents when 
you know, a kid sees their favorite character, you know, a kid sees Stitch or a kid sees uh, Winnie the Pooh. And, you know, sometimes you'll see the parent who will just go, well, fine, go over to him, go see him or whatever. I love when you see a parent that goes, oh, my gosh, can you believe that? Look at that, Winnie, yay! And they'll wave. And and I also love it when people who don't have kids get into it the same way. You know, there is that is one of my favorite things. Yeah, I mean, Shelly, yeah, you don't have kids, which is, you know, it's wonderful that you don't break the magic. You get the magic. And I, most of the time I go, I don't go with kids. But every once in a while, you'll see like an adult walk by, you know, and they'll walk by a costume character and go, oh, I bet it's hot in there. And can you imagine how hot that costume is? And you just, dude, what is wrong with you? Why are you at Disneyland? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I love seeing parents who get into the magic. I think that's a really good one. Uh, Joel, you've taken a lot of kids to Disneyland. Uh, Have you ever reached a stress point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Disneyland and other places. And it's... uh, I one of the last times I was actually at a different theme park, but I was just thinking like watching some people like how horrible is it for them and having to you know, tell a kid we're never coming back here again and we're not da, 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 da. and I was like wait were we saying similar to you know maybe not as harsh but to to our child where we're like if you don't settle down we're leaving this park right now <laughs> like there comes this point where you just start you know we weren't yelling and screaming or, or anything but it was just like hey this, this is what's happening you're like everyone deals with it in a different way. Um, and try and support those that are there. And, and, you know, and that's for me, I mean, I love to see people who can just support and, and help and, mm-hmm. and smile and not walk by and go, oh, oh, you know, and roll their eyes at people and mock someone who's having a, a trouble with a child. And you're like, these things happen. Uh, and, and people try yeah. and take care of it as best they can. Nick, you, you had the experience of, uh, you being excited about Disneyland kind of, uh, almost dragging kids through Disneyland. <laughs> recently oh, they had a good time they i know they time. had a blast i'm just saying i know you have a lot more energy to to run through the parks yeah for sure and ultimately you know we of course took our cues from the kids and if they needed to sit we let them sit um but it was funny like i mentioned last week when we went to or two weeks ago when we went to bush gardens my wife and i went on every ride and we blow blew through the whole park it was just the two of us and and we had a great time and we didn't feel like our feet hurt the whole day, you know, kind of thing. It's just, it was awesome. And so we, we had that and I can, tempo, can definitely sympathize with the idea that taking kids to Disneyland is a complicated endeavor. You want them to have good memories, but you can't force the memories. I've, I had a trip once where I was that parent that was like, all right, kids, we're going to go do this. We're going to do this. And we got to keep up. Otherwise we're going to miss all the fun memories. You know, it was like, (laughs) dad, this isn't making it fun. So I I've been that parent and I can say that um, sometimes even when you are the annoying parent, it could be born from a good spot. It could be that they're just trying their best to, to give their kid the best experience they have. But that's also really hard because you want to reach over and smack them and say, well, you're not making that happen. And it's a tough, it's a complicated thing. And sometimes families are on day four of being together. It's 94 degrees outside. You've ridden just about everything. You've spent uh, the the kids' college fund just uh, (laughs) on meals and sweatshirts. And yeah, it's, you know, it's hard. But again, I think that goes back to, to being patient and giving people space. Joel, do you have any more? 
Um, oh boy, do I. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, uh, another, uh, positive one that I had, and it it goes along with a lot of the stuff we were saying, but it's, it is, it's other guests really getting into the spirit. And, and and my example for this was, uh, we went a number of times with my family was always the end of summer and it was usually near my son's birthday. So we'd have the, it's my birthday pin and just the amount of people besides uh, the the workers who were just saying happy birthday. Like it seemed like it was the best thing ever, you know, that he was the star um, because of all these random people who I'm sure don't remember saying happy birthday to a random six year old uh, or eight year old or whatever it was at the time. Um, and, and just, it's that kind of attitude. It's, it's trying to keep that attitude, uh, which again is, as we've said, easier at nine in the morning than it is, you know, at eight o'clock at night. But, uh, but being able to do that, it's just, it's, it helps all around. I love that one. And in fact, sitting here at my desk, I'm downstairs in my office. You want to talk about just literally almost brought me to tears. One of my sons, Cameron, we had adopted a, a girl named Chloe when she was 13 and then her brother is severely autistic and never was adopted. And they came to us and said, would you be willing to adopt him? He's 18 now. He's going to a group home, but he'll just never have a, a family. So we were thrilled. We adopted him. And our family tradition is I take my kids to Disneyland with just us. So I took him and my other son who lives in a group home. And we got Cameron a pin that I keep hanging here in my office I'm showing it to the rest of the collective now. It says, I'm celebrating Cameron's adoption. And it's very obvious when you see Cam that he has some special needs. And man, I get emotional just thinking about it now. The level of not cast, not just cast, cast members fawned all over him. But the level of people in line for rides, when they saw Cameron's adoption, I my pin said Cameron's adoption, so did David's. And then Cameron said, my adoption. And just people wanting to tell me the story. Congratulations. Are you Cameron? Tell me all about it. And he just, when we got back to the hotel, he said, Dad, so many people were so happy for us. And I just wanted to hug every one of them. I was like, Cameron, this is a big deal. You know, this is wonderful. And he was well, and the way he talks, Dan, it was really cool. It's got this deep, beautiful voice, and I just love it when people celebrate with each other and have fun and get into it. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets, right? That's pretty good. Cool. Uh, okay, over to Heather. What else you got? Okay, well, my next do actually relates to all of this, which is do play with the kids that are around you. So um, I always loved it when I was a kid going to Disneyland, when uh, the grownups would like talk to me and ask me what my favorite ride was and that kind of thing. And uh, for the longest time, I didn't have kids, but I would go to Disneyland and um, I always pack something like Disney trivia cards or, or uh, drawing stuff. And when you're sitting down waiting for a parade, you know, there's kids on a blanket next to you and they're bored, they're bored out of their minds. And so um, it's just so much fun to, to quiz them on Disney trivia and like get to know them and play with them. And uh, I have always loved doing it. The kids love it. I draw them. I mean, and the parents are just relieved because they kind of get a break. So uh, I, I love it when, when, uh, when grownups engage the kids, I think that's fun. I love that. I love that you brought that up as a specific example. One of my favorites 
It's when I see little kids in a line for something that's scary is I will pretend like I'm really scared and get them to comfort me. I don't know why I get such a kick out of it. But like if there's, you know, a six-year-old in line for Guardians, I'll go, man, have you been on this before? Oh, yeah, it's not bad. I, go, I don't know. I don't know. Can I handle it? What are your What are your tips? How do you handle this ride? Am I going to be too scared? And I'll have a six-year-old telling me, you're going to be all right, man. We're going to get through this. You're going to be okay. And they just, they get such a kick out of it. But when people talk to my kids, I love it. I love, because that's a minute that I don't have to, and I've been with them for a long time. So I think that's, I think that's a great example. That's Allison in line for Guardians, except she really is scared. (laughs) (laughs) She's terrified and she does talk to the kids and she's like, have you done this before? Okay, you can do it. Okay, then I can probably do it. (laughs) It's not an act. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I think that's fantastic. And the bad is you, you, you can't scold other people's children. (laughs) <laughs> but don't do that. That's, that is that is uh, that, that is generally frowned upon. So, oh, I love that one, Heather. Good stuff, Nick. What else you got? Um, I'm gonna save my good for the end. Keep it on a positive note. So I'm gonna dip into the ugly for a second. Yeah. Um, the the uh, ugly that I was saving from before. Um, relates back to vandalism. So back in the '90s, when I would go every weekend. Um, I was there and this kid started lighting matches and burning the tables in Tomorrowland and spreading the ashes and stuff. And he was just kind of burning Disneyland in little ways. And um, it was kind of cool because we got to see just how many plainclothes security people there really are in Disneyland that descended rather quickly. Wow. Onto this kid. Um but uh, as they used to say, the rest of the story was uh, this person was my friend that I was there with at oh, Disneyland, no. and he was um, he was kept in Disney jail for the rest of the day. Um, he he actually um, when they hauled him away, we were kind of like, what's happening? Because we didn't know what he was doing. We, we were kind of all getting food somewhere else and we saw them hauling him away and we said, well, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to get, where's he going? You know, is he going to be arrested or whatever? And they said, you can pick him up at city hall at the end of the day. And so wow. I, I, I found, I found out very quickly that unfortunately this happened to a friend of mine um, or that I was in that group, but there are people that just don't appreciate the opportunity opportunity it is to go to disneyland and have a magical wonderful experience and they think it's so punk rock to go in and destroy disneyland and ruin it for other people but i started thinking about how much those sorts of people cost disneyland Mm. not just in the magic or things like that but you have to pay all those plain clothes security people you have to house them you have to process them and there's there's just so many things that we end up paying for because people destroy Disneyland in small ways. And, and I just find that kind of unfortunate. So that's my ugly. I won't go any deeper than that on ugly. I promise the rest of the time, but because that one happened to someone I knew, I felt it was uh, relevant. So he stayed in Disney jail the whole day. It was probably about five hours because it wasn't yeah. the very beginning of the day. It was close to lunchtime and, and it was a shorter day during the winter time. And so, but yeah, he just, they just kept him 
It's kept, I, I say Disney jail. I don't know really what it's called. I think they just had an <laughs> office where they stuck him. There, they have an anything. office and a jail. So, I mean, I've been not in the jail, uh, but <laughs> now they have, they have a room. They can secure people. I mean, for their own protection, they have to have sure. a place where they can. I think I've shared before one of our adopted daughters, we adopted her when she was 13. And then a few months later, uh, we were going through some interesting stuff. She had a rough, rough background. And uh, we came, we took her on a Disney World trip with our family and found out she was stealing keychains. And I caught her and I took her into uh, meet with the police. And so we were taken back to the police office. Uh, side note, this is kind of funny. I, I, <laughs> I actually went in, you know, without her. She was terrified and crying. And I went back to the police officer and I said, you know, hey, this is what's been happening. I have the keychains. I'm happy to pay for them. We're a law-abiding family. But she can't know that I'm willing to pay for them. I cannot have her know that I will pay for her, you know, stealing. And he was so nice. He said, look, you'd be shocked at how many kids we catch and the parents make excuses for them. The fact that you caught her and brought her in almost never happens. He said, we can't resell this, but we can't charge you for it. And I said, I said, listen, we'll do whatever you want if you need to kick us out. And he said, no, no, I can tell that you're actually parenting. <laughs> he said, you can stay, just keep her by you. And I said, will you do me a favor and just scare the crap out of my daughter? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I need you to unload on her with an unholy, like, and, and he was a big intimidating guy. He brought her back and we were sitting on a couch and he was, he was like, I have the option to throw you out of here and I'm nodding and I have a little bit of a rebellious streak in me. And he goes, I can ban you and your entire family from all Disney parks for the rest of your lives. All right, wait a minute, pal. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, let's take it a little too far here, but anyway, chains. yeah, come on. But then he said, but listen, because you have a good family and you're, uh-huh. Hear that? <laughs> so, yeah. Boy, that's a wild one, Nick. That's one you'll never forget. So, no, nope, uh, still haven't. See, Shelly, what else you got? So, I'll do another positive, and this is maybe more, I don't know, back when we did our um, episode on what's magical, but like, I don't know, just I love seeing little kids geek out at like parades or characters, particularly parades. And I love being around where I can. Like you said, when, when parents get excited with them or when you get to be the person that gets excited with little kids. And I think maybe some of my perspective is that I've, I have had the opportunity to be in parades. And so being able to be in that position and seeing the kids like on the little curbs, just jumping up and down. So excited. It's like, I don't know, there's just, there's just nothing better. And so even though in a previous episode, I, I had mentioned my unpopular opinion is like, go without your kids. I mean that to a certain extent. <laughs> I mean that to a certain extent, but like also that's, I mean, the little kids and their excitement is what, I don't know, brings a lot of the magic and a lot of the joy. And I, I know for me personally, parades that I have been in as a character, I have had a hard time not like tearing up through the whole entire thing, just seeing little kids so excited. So I don't know. That's probably more of just a magical thing, but do that, kids. 
Shelly, I love how much you love the magic. I just love it. I love it because I feel it too. And that's Disneyland is a magical place and it's supposed to be a magical place. And so, yeah, not breaking the magic and getting into it. I, I think that's a good one. I get that way with the fireworks more than parades. You know, I want, I want to, that to me, fireworks over the castle, most magical thing that there, there could possibly be. So mm-hmm. awesome. Can I piggyback that? Please? I want to, I want to kind of piggyback that because Please do. one of my goods was <clears throat> kids that dress up for the park. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. I think that's kind of jumping into the magic. Um, I, I mean, I get it. If adults do it, some look like they should be committed depending on what they're wearing. But when, (laughs) when kids do it, I love the imagination and the fantasy that they really think they're being the character and they're where the characters are. And so I, I love the childishness of that. I love the parents can support that. And so it's kind of similar that they, they, their way of getting into the magic. I mean, I, May the 4th, I saw a lot of adults getting into the magic as Jedis. I get it. It's okay. It's cool on that day. The rest of the time, eh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not so much. But I love, I love it when the it. kids do it. I love this trend of Disney bounding. Uh, we're starting to see it a lot more where they're not like adults. It's uh, mostly adults. I mean, kids will wear actual costumes. But where it's not a costume, but it's a reference and there was a whole group of 20-somethings that were all referential to Alice in Wonderland. And I was just in awe of them last weekend. You know, there was just a girl with a blue dress that you could kind of tell was Alice-like. And then there was somebody who was the rabbit, but it wasn't a rabbit outfit. You were just able to kind of tell who each of them were from the story. And I just, I just think that's so fun. Why not get way into the magic? I think that's really cool. Um, I've got, I've got my next one is kind of a, it's, it's a good and a bad depending on how you do it. Cause you could do, you could be really good with this and you could be really bad. And I will just generally say cast members are people and I see the good and the bad and it goes back to entitlement. Mm-hmm. I see people just berating cast members who don't make a whole lot of money. Oftentimes are very young they're getting through college or whatever. They're trying to help. They're trying to be magic. And people, for some reason, I think that, you know, the whole idea of, you know, everyone, you're always right at Disneyland and we're magic. We're going to take care of you no matter what. People can take that to the nth degree. And suddenly it's this walking up to a cast member. How come this is gone? This is unacceptable. And I'm, I deserve it. And you just see poor cast members just getting berated. They're people. They're going to be off that shift in a few hours. They got to go home. No one likes being treated that way. Conversely, the good, though, I have some of my most fun, wonderful experiences with cast members and spending time with them and getting to know them and talking to them and sometimes them letting you in on secrets, and but making their day. And, you know, one of the things we do and we've taught our kids to do, we thank people who clean at Disneyland. Like when we go in to use the bathroom and somebody's wiping stuff down, we'll say, man, it looks awesome in here. Thanks so much for cleaning. And you just see this like recognition, you know, that, oh, someone actually noticed. By the way, being good to cast members can also lead to 
and this is not a reason to do it, but sometimes extra magic when you're really nice to a cast member. Um, we went at Disney World. We went uh, in Animal Kingdom on Flights of Passage, the uh, Avatar ride. And that ride, if you haven't been on it, when you get onto it, you have to like lean forward and put your legs back and it locks you in. And I was like, "Uh, I'm a large man. Am I going to be able to like lock in on this? And actually the back and stomach part locked in just fine. And my legs, I have very, very long legs and I have big calves. My legs wouldn't lock in. So my torso was fine and he kept repositioning my legs and it wouldn't lock. And finally I said, okay, kids, you go. I had three of my kids with me. This was about a year and a half ago. So I, I stepped out and said, you guys go, I'm fine. And there was a cast member there and he said, he said, Hey, I'm really sorry about that. I'm going to give you a pass, basically a fast pass or G plus whatever for, you know, what park are you going to be at tomorrow? I'll give you a pass for it. And I was like, great. Yeah, we're going to be at Hollywood Studios. That's really nice of you. So we started talking. I was like, so how long you worked here? Where are you from? And, you know, do you only work here? And we were talking and he goes, dude, I got to tell you, you're so nice. He said, usually when I have to pull somebody off, they berate me the entire time about they're embarrassed and why is the ride so small and they need to fix this and I need to speak to a supervisor. And I was like, look, uh, you know, it's... It's fine. I'm not a big Avatar guy. I don't really care. My kids are right. He goes, I'm going to give you a second pass. I was like, are you serious? That's amazing. Like, you're so awesome. So my kids got off and I was like, guys, this is Pete. He's the coolest guy I've ever met. He just gave us two passes. So my kids high-fived him. We took a selfie with him and he goes, I'm going to give you a third pass. You guys are the nicest family. (laughs) So listen to this. He said, this is good for any attractions other than rise of the resistance slinky dog dash and mickey's runaway railroad it will not be for those but anything else in the parks cool so i had made reservations for you know for some of the other attractions whatever we'd planned it out for the day we this was when you had to do the reservation system for rise of the resistance i had tried that morning couldn't get a boarding group i I figured i must be doing something wrong so i walk in i found a plaid you know, customer service person, I said, hey, could you give me some help? I'm trying to get on. I got up early, you know, my kids and this and that. And and for the one o'clock group, I really want to nail it. And I said, as a father, I'm stressed out. My son loves Star Wars. and He's wearing a Star Wars shirt. And I was doing it wrong. I was just flat out doing it wrong. And she goes, oh, she said, but you already have some passes in here. I said, oh, yeah, we're going to go use it for this. And she goes, why don't you use it for Rise of the Resistance? And I said, well, you know, we're we're not allowed to. And she goes, give me your phone. She booked us for Rise of the Resistance, Slinky Dog Dash, and Runaway Railroad for our three passes. She goes, I can override anything. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, and it was packed. This was like a week and a half before Christmas when the lines were just hours long. So being nice to cast members can create some magic, but also it just feels good. So that's my little spiel on be good to a cast member and especially no matter how frustrated you are they're frustrated too just and they are so nice sometimes like i'll piggyback this as a super short story but it's an avatar one so i'll say it real quick because you reminded me of it i went on that ride and i actually got really pretty sick from it um i didn't notice it until after but i got up and i was like the whole room was spinning and stuff and the cast member in there noticed and i kind of had to hang back while everybody exited 
And she stopped, like, didn't let the people in after and was like asking me if I was okay, if I need, like, was offering to go get me a bottle of water and like all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I really am okay, but I just need a second, you know, like hanging on the wall. (laughs) But I don't know that it's so great when cast members are nice. And yes, they are people. So they deserve to be treated well. I love it. Well, well done. We're, we're coming up on time. Why don't we do kind of a rapid fire? Cause I want to make sure everybody gets all theirs out. I've still got a couple more. Uh, Joel, do you want to give us kind of a quick rundown? If anyone has comments, please be feel free to jump in and comment, but we'll try to run through the rest of them. Real quick. I'm kind of out of my good, but I think that's because most of it is good. So it's the bad things that kind of stick out. So yeah. I want to say that as an overall, I love it. It's usually generally fun. Um, going on with my t-shirts, I think bad is t-shirts that have inappropriate sayings. Obviously anything with absolute, uh, you know, profanity, that kind of stuff, they'll stop. But there are things that are very much inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and either they don't notice it or they don't stop them or they change their shirts later, whatever it is. But when I, my kids are going, what does that mean? I'm like, it, it just means they like Disneyland. Um, and sometimes not even like inappropriate, inappropriate, but like, you're at Disneyland. Maybe your Slayer Rain in Blood shirt with the pentagram on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just not necessary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen a number, which I'll talk about later. I have examples, but we don't need to go into that here. Um, and uh, uh, I was just going to go rapid fire through all the rest of my hand. Mine. Uh, one is, and this isn't necessarily people, but it is trying to get on the shuttles at the end of the park. That is just ugly. Um, and that, that's more of a Disney issue than people. It's everyone trying to get on there and it's the end of the day. And so it is not a happiest place on earth. But sometimes people don't scoot over and make room for other people. That goes back to awareness. When you get on, you're lucky enough to get on, try to get other people on. Scooch in. Um, It's tight. It was tight everywhere. And the last is just haters. Um, And and we kind of referred to that. And this is more outside of the park. A lot of times discussions of, uh, you'll probably hear it a lot, you know, the, the term like the Disney adults that a lot of people like to hate on. Like, why are you going there? This is for kids and grow up, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, let people live their life. If they want to be dressed in a crazy costume, I agree with you, Nick. Sometimes it's uncomfortable with some of the, especially adults in these full costumes. But at the same time, I'm going like, live your life. That's what you want to do. You want to wear a cloak? Go for it. But, <laughs> um, no capes. No capes. But, uh, no anyway. capes. It, but it can get ugly when you're like, let people live what they're living. If it's not directly affecting you, let them live. I totally mm-hmm. agree. I get, you know, I get blowback all the time of people. And that's one thing when people say, I don't get it. I don't care. I don't get a lot of things. But when people, <laughs> uh, yeah, try to demean you for your love of Disneyland. Yeah. No, that's not cool at all. I like all those, Joel. Anything else? No, I will uh, end with again. I like it. And it's a happy place. Yes. Heather Poppins, what else you got? Rapid fire. Uh, Mine last one is just always say thank you and be appreciative. So along the lines of what you all have to say. Mm. That is a very Heather Poppins way to to wrap things up. You know, (laughs) Heather, Heather, your next goal, you need to, you need to write a song about always saying thank you at Disneyland, (laughs) you know, in in a very Mary Poppins style. So yeah. Ooh, I like that idea. Okay. Challenge accepted. That's not bad. Nick at night. All right. I got two bads and then my good. Yeah. First bad. 
people who think they need to out Disney everyone in line or on a ride. If you need to out Disney people, then you don't have it. Yeah. It's just a weird, weird ego thing. I don't understand. Uh, that goes back. I need to, I need to throw in while you say that uh, for Sean solo. Cause we all know that he yeah. is obsessed with the haunted mansion for good reason. Yeah, he and I share this pet peeve, which is that it's very specific in the stretching room. For whatever reason, people always have to say, of course, there's always my way and talk along. And then when the scream happens, people scream at the top of their lungs. You know, it's not a sing-along place. Sit back and enjoy the entertainment. (laughs) Well, and it can ruin it for people that haven't been on it before, because then you're just like, you know, there's part of this is the the mystery the the feeling it for the first time and you can ruin it for other people so that's that's part of that um mad rushing the shops for electrical parade merch like a black friday <laughs> that i don't understand yeah um, people that get on the teacups and say don't spin fast look don't get on the ride (laughs) that ride is designed for spinning fast so if you don't want it don't get on the ride Uh, my last is my good and that is and this is the shortened version of the story but i love that disneyland has a thing of honorary citizen pins to give out i love that there is an inherent reward system and you you kind of mentioned this sean that there's a reward for contributing to the magic for making sure that other people have a positive and amazing experience and that disney cares about i guess rewarding people encouraging it to continue that experience for other people so i love that there's honorary citizen pins yeah love it fantastic i've gotten the honorary citizen pin and uh, cherish it. That's just awesome. All right. See, Shelly, what else you got? Uh, so I'll do one kind of funny, good one that I had written on here is like, be the person that has anything and everything in your bag, like the Mary Poppins bag. That's just like, <laughs> I don't know. you have a bandaid, you have a paperclip, you got whatever you need, you know, for whoever in line. And that one came mostly to my mind because that's totally my mother. And uh, there was, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but there was one time that was a little bit before a lot of the security, the heavy security at Disneyland. And she always has a huge bag with everything in it. And somehow she got in there with like a, like a switchblade pocket knife. And uh, she whipped it out while we were trying to cut up a, we couldn't get into the caramel apple, like the big, big caramel apple. <laughs> and she goes, oh, we got something. And I'm like, oh, put that away. Like, you can't have that here. But I, just funny, but it's, I love that when people are, are that person that's like, Oh, I have one of those. Oh, you need a nail file. Oh, you need a, just <laughs> that kind of thing. And then I'll do a couple of uh, bad ones that are also sort of funny, but um, so I, I really don't like it when people sing along with live shows. It's cool if it's like world of color or phantasmic or whatever, but if you're sitting in like the Aladdin musical or the frozen musical or something where like, that live person is like performing. I hate it when people sing along with that. Like I'm here to hear that person up there on that stage. Um, Kids on shoulders kind of bugs me because they're often just blocking everybody else. So like an awareness thing for sure. You mean at a show or just anywhere? 
So I would say, honestly, like in a standing, in an already standing area for fireworks, it's not that bothersome because you're looking up anyway, right? But like an actual show that's directly in front, I would say that's not cool. Like it's even with the fireworks, though. Now that they're projections, just hold your kid. Yeah. We used to, if if we had people behind us, we would just hold the kid. So yeah. their head is our level. Level. Yeah. yeah. That, that's tough when you're, you've got a kid, a, a tall person already, and then they put a kid on their shoulders right in front. And I'm five, four. So like, that's pretty disturbing for me when that happens in front of a show. And then my last bad is like a particular story, but it kind of goes along with, I, I guess the theme would be just personal space, like awareness of personal space, but I was at the, I got to go to the 50th anniversary and whatever the heck that was, 2005 or something. Uh, <laughs> and we went to the opening day of it, which was actually in like May. Um, and so it was all the gold and we got in there and it was crowded and it was going to be the first unveiling of the 50th anniversary of fireworks show, which I have a huge affinity for. And we were sitting, I was with some friends and, uh, their um, mom (laughs) she's actually the funny part of the story but it's like people kept we had saved a spot for a long time people kept encroaching 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 and all of a sudden she had somebody's like barefoot toes like in her back and she's just making this face like what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, it's just like oh my gosh people be aware put your shoes on like stop it get your toe jam off of your the person's back next to you i don't just just personal space is good (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that i've i've my final i've got too bad and a good on all end on a good note uh the too bad one parlay is right in with what you just said shelly uh and that is uh, especially in this day and age and especially for me as one who got over covid uh about a week and a half ago hygiene Hygiene mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Hygiene. And teach your kids <laughs> hygiene. And you know what? When you're home, you go to the bathroom, you don't wash your hands, mazel tov. That's your business. <laughs> when you are at a theme park, you're about to grab railings and napkins and all kinds of stuff and sit at a table, wash the hands. Wash the hands. And teach your kids to wash their hands. And just basic hygiene. You see people blowing their noses and whatever, just all over the place. And I think in this, uh, I don't want to call it post-pandemic, whatever whatever phase we're in now, especially, we should be more aware. You know, you got to sneeze in line, cover. You got to cover. And here's my other, here's my other bad. I hate it when, you know, you're almost done with something and then all of a sudden someone wants to jump in. I just hate it when somebody feels the need to just ju- oh, Rob Foray is jo- I'm just Rob just oh. hey. hey hey did I miss Rob the party? is it over Skipper Rob like we were just winding down so oh okay we were just about to wrap up where are you I'm in an elevator in Minnesota yeah <laughs> that's a special place to be we know we got it. there yeah well Rob we we are we are about to wrap up. <laughs> Mercy calls okay. from an elevator. Yeah. 
Now, now you're in a hallway. Sorry. I wanted to jump in. Rob, I did say at the beginning, I said one of my favorite things is that Rob jumps in from wherever he is. I'm not kidding. It's one of my favorite parts, and I love it. (laughs) So, Rob, uh, we are just winding everything up. But give uh, give us one or two. We'll see if we've already covered it. Are we talking about uh, things not to do and things to do? Yep. Give us one good and one and one bad or ugly. You know what? I think one thing that not enough people should do is thank every cast member that they come across. I always like to look at their name tags and I say, thank you. I, I look at their name tags and I like to look them in the eye. I think every cast member likes to be known nice. and especially it, will get you into places. So let me give you guys a story really quickly. <laughs> I got caught on, uh, the, we were at Disneyland. We were on Winnie the Pooh, right? Winnie the Pooh breaks down and literally breaks down and people have to come in, get us off the ride. We're actually in the huffalumps and woozled part, right? <laughs> Luckily, they turned off the music. They did not give us, they did not give us a rewrite. And I thought that was so odd. So what did we do? We went over to guest services and we approached them and we were calm. We just said, hey, normally this happens. We were thinking we were going to get a rewrite, but we didn't. Oh, that's odd. And we had an authentic conversation with the guy at guest services. He says he loves that ride. And I told him, well, this happened, this happened. And he loved that. And, and, And the best part about it is when the ride broke down, one of the cast members gets on and goes, oh, bother. There seems to be a sticky situation. <laughs> Stay in your ride. And oh, I love it. There was no emotion involved. It would have been better than uh, voice. But we told this to this uh, person at uh, guest services, and he gave us two rewrites. What are they called? Uh, I, anyway, he went into the app, and I asked, I just simply asked, and if you ask, you may receive. And I said, Well, does this get into his rise? And he said, No, it doesn't get into rise but let me see what I can do. So basically we updated from Pooh to Rise of the Resistance, basically turning a nickel into a hundred dollar bill and we were able to do it. So that is my tip is just teach, treat cast members like human beings. Have a conversation. That did come up earlier too, Rob. We are all in alignment on that one. We totally, totally agree. Okay. Um, Also, now that the pandemic's over, doesn't mean you can step on somebody else's heels in line. Give everybody <laughs> their room, right? Um, I hate going to the Jungle Cruise because that line gives me claustrophobia. So uh, let's just, you know, take our time. We don't need to be on the heels of the person in front of us. So there's that. And I also, tell you and uh, Shelly you started... are best friends because Shelly <laughs> had the exact same one, Rob. And Perfect. Then, uh, in the thread, this is the last thing I'll say. In the thread, you said, uh, let's, do, let's do a talk about this, you know, like the guy who's on the Haunted Mansion reciting the whole thing. And I said, I'm that guy. I kind of am, am too, guy. which is why I stayed quiet. <laughs> it's an I impulse. Know. I'm not trying to out Disney anybody. I just like can't not do it. I know, there's a difference. I used to work there. But I there is a difference there. between saying it and making sure everyone in the room True. can hear you say it. Right. I don't do it care quietly. what people want to do on their own. It's when the person right. is trying to show off that, hey, look, everyone, I know this. Everyone pay attention to me instead of uh, Gracie here. Okay, one more. I'm going to give you one more. Your Jungle Cruise skippers, give them applause and cheers and laughs. 
even though none of them may resonate, those guys have to go around and around that river constantly. And some of those jokes are just so hard and you have to execute them every time. Even if it is just dry and you don't like it, you've heard that joke before, still give them a round of applause. Your skipper deserves it. Only Skipper Rob (laughs) could give us that one. And I love it. And Rob, I'm so glad you joined us. It's always fun to have you have you check in with where from wherever you are. And Sean, can I throw in yeah. real quick? I was just throwing to your hygiene thing. The hygiene also begins at home before you get to the park. Um, <laughs> it was one that I was going to write down and I forgot to. <laughs> that is a major, you know, when you're in that line and you're in a tight space and you're in Space Mountain line and you're like, when's the last time you bathed, sir? Um, yeah. And and just out of, out of courtesy, it's it's probably hot and sweaty and you're tired at night and you just want to wake up and get to the park the next day. Take the time to shower or at least use some axe. I don't care. Do something. <laughs> and and don't use too much axe because yeah. if you use yeah. too much and I got to sit next to you on Nemo submarines. Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. Take, Joel, I'm glad you pointed quick, that out. I want to take a quick poll on whether people would consider this good or bad or ugly. Flirting on a ride. If you see people flirting on a ride. My wife gets so upset every time I do that. Are you talking about like PDA or just being, when you say flirting, like talking, like, what do you mean? Like PDA? They're trying to pick up on people or two people flirting together. I love seeing teenagers Uh, flirt. I did it. Every time my wife's like, I'm standing right here. And that girl is revolted right now. Anyway, um, no, I, I love seeing teenagers or single people, you know, I especially groups of teenagers. Like, I love seeing groups of boys and, and girls, you know, who are younger and sure. It's part of life. Why not? What about, what about you, Sean? Didn't you go on a ride with some girl that you didn't really like and Snow White or something? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Pinocchio. And that yeah, was horrifying. Cute. So <laughs> I had made it abundantly clear I was not interested. So, yeah, I think the flirting thing is good. I don't I'm, think I'm a fan. I've been in lines by myself before, and I really, if somebody's just being friendly, sure. But I don't like it when people are like, ooh, this person's by themselves. Like, let me try to pick up. What, <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone does that. I go to the park by myself all the time, and it has never happened. So I'm thinking it never happens to anyone. Mm. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I really like that no one had a single comment for that. Oh, it must um, be the wedding one more ring. Thing. It must just be the wedding ring. That must be the only reason I don't get hit on in the parks. So, yeah. Um, I keep saying one more thing. Last time I went to the parks, I think sometimes we forget to be childlike. Um, I don't have kids, so I at times love the permission to play. I think yeah. at any place in the world, if somebody's being goofy, if somebody's having a good time, join in. This little girl was blowing bubbles and I would try and bite them and eat them. And her family was laughing at her while she was laughing at me. And we didn't know each other, but we just had a great time in line waiting for Snow White. And I think people sometimes forget permission to play, have some fun. It's not, it, And when you go to Disneyland, when you are not on an agenda, you're just there to enjoy it. That's the beauty of being a a, a a key holder is when I go now, I can just enjoy my day. I'm going to, Rob, that's a perfect note to, to wrap things up on. And I'm, I'll, I'll finish with my last 
I when I had done my final bads, and I've got one last good, Rob, when when you came in and joined us, and that is, uh, and I need to thank. Uh, he unfortunately, because of the ages of his family and everything, he isn't able to join us often, but he's active in our text group, and that's King B. Brian. When I I have always been the militant Disney guy. You rope drop, you go here, you go here. I was a member of uh, touring plans for many years, and I had their app, and it was, nope, we go here, we go here. You do not go to the bathroom uh, or stop to take a picture before, you know, a certain time in the morning. Like, I was that guy, and it was all about strategy online. And then Brian, I was on their podcast, Word on the Main Street one time, and we were just talking about lines. And I was sharing this and how I don't wait past a certain amount. And Brian pointed out, he said, I think the lines are a great part of the joyce. It's kind of fun. You talk to people in line, you point out certain things, you look up the history of the ride, you play games. And and he put, he told me that that their family will go in without a plan and just wander around and enjoy the parks. And I was like, you need to seek like psychiatric help that is horrible <laughs> that's the worst like my i was twitching and my skin was crawling hearing him say that but since then i've i've adopted that and i don't have to you know and, and i would say the the last good enjoy and i yeah. had a hard time with that for a lot of years just enjoy whatever it is if the park is packed enjoy it being packed and the last uh, few years i have really changed a lot and grown as a, you know, Disney attendee. And, you know, just this past weekend with my cousin, we had the best time. And, you know, we got through a lot of things with Genie Plus, but other things we waited in line. If we waited a half hour, we waited a half hour. It was time with my cousin. It was time with people around us. It was time talking about Disney and just being at Disneyland. So I would say my last good is just enjoy whatever the parks throw at you that day. Just enjoy it because you're at Disneyland and there's right. no bigger shame than to get home from being at Disneyland and realize that you did not enjoy all the magic that it has to offer. So that's my, that's my final good guys. This was such a fun episode and I'm impressed with how much crossover we had, but always uh, impressed with the creativity and uh, what everybody came up with to our listening audience. If you enjoy the show, uh, we have not been super active on social media, uh, mainly because our social media guy is older than dirt. He is an old, <laughs> old <you>? man. <laughs> now, our social media guy is so old, uh, he's turning 50 next week. So he's oh. not he's not exactly the, uh, you know, the target demo for Instagram. But we are committed to coming back stronger and being more present. Won't you follow us on on Instagram and Facebook? And nothing helps us more than if you could share the show. If you know someone else who's a crazy Disneyland fan like you are, we would love for you to share it. And this week, uh, on behalf of Joel Skellington and Nick at Night and Heather Poppins and C. Shelley and the, our last-minute hero touring around the world, Skipper Rob, I've been uh, your host, Sean. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Gassel Collective. Good night.
Thank you.